Hey everyone, welcome back to Shaping Sapiens. I'm your host, Amelia Torres, and today's episode is super special because we're honoring Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead, a vibrant Mexican holiday that celebrates our loved ones who have passed by remembering them, bringing their favorite foods, and telling their stories. Growing up, my family and I, though we had Mexican roots, didn't celebrate Dia de los Muertos, but I always had a fascination with the other side, wondering what happens to us after we die. And as I've gotten older, that's expanded into wanting to learn as much as I can about the end-of-life process, not just about what happens to us after we die or where our loved ones go, but what happens to those of us who stay behind and how we can learn to support each other in that process. Over the last couple months, I've watched as my friend Allison has gone through her own bereavement in the wake of losing her brother, and her ability to articulate her journey and put into words what she's experiencing, as well as offering practical advice in how to help people who are in grief, I have found so extraordinary that I had to reach out and ask if she would do us the honor of being our guest today. Please remember, these are adults having adult conversations, so some language may not be suitable for children. So without further ado, please welcome Kundalini yoga teacher and owner of Atma's Offerings in Austin, Texas, Allison Atma Sims. Here we are. We have Miss Allison Atma Sims. Atma, is that your real middle name or is that? No, I took it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It was given to me through the Kundalini lineage. Uh, So it's it's part of my spiritual name through the Kundalini Mm. world. Easily translates as soul. Oh. That's it, just so. And you'll find similar definitions in different languages. I just really like it. I like it. And I just was like, hey, let's put this in my name. And, and then I started my business. I actually started my business with another woman who had Atma in her name. Because I kept saying, well, we've got Atma in both of our names. We should name our business Atma's Offerings. Oh, I love that. So this show is is a special one because it'll be for Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, in honoring of our ancestors, those who have passed before mm-hmm. us. And you are in the middle of that process yeah. now. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. You're in that process. Dios mio. <laughs> Dios, yes, Dios mio. You are. I am. It's um, what a trip is all I can say, really. Mm. I, I do want to... I, I think this this is appropriate. My mother passed in 2009 mm. in March, and that first Halloween season came around, and I was like, uh-uh, no, nothing. I don't want to see a skull. I don't want to hear trick-or-treat. If someone talked about death or I don't, I don't, I was like, I can't get near it. It was just too difficult. It was too painful. I, I mean, I had some amazing people be like, well, I'm, we're going to make an altar at our house for our loved ones who have passed. And I was like, I can't even do that. Like, mm. I can't go near that because of how much pain I was in, period. I mean, that's that's it. It wasn't going to be a healing thing. It wasn't going to be an honoring thing. It would just, it would have been too traumatic feeling. And then this year I'm like, I'm good. I, I can do this. You know, and not only I'm good, I can do this. It's like, where can I go and honor my loved ones who have passed? One thing I've learned is that not only is everyone's grieving process different, but even the grieving process individual, like me, every time it's been a different process. So for like my mom passing was just like the worst thing ever. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to die. And then my grandmother passed and I was like, oh, 
like singing with the angels kind of thing. You know, when, when my dad passed, I was like, oh, here we go. Like another big one, like my mom. And it was real short. I was like, oh, well, that was weird. So, you know, when my brother, my brother just passed two months mm-hmm. ago, I thought, well, wonder what this one's going to be like. And this time has been really special. And the number one, the fact that I haven't lost someone in a few years. And like, if I could share with the the world, not particularly me, but like in general, one of those teachings, like we get confused. I've lost eight people in 10 years and our brains don't work as, as well so I'm like, well, was it eight or nine people? You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's, it gets, it gets really confusing for the the bereaved person. With my brother passing two months ago, what's different about this time is that I'm able to observe a little bit more than feel. I'm able to observe easier as to what's happening to me or what's happening for me or what's ha- what's happening. My writing has been easier to access. I'm able to observe and I'm just typing out my observations of yeah. what's what my internal experience is. It feels a little like like let me be a voice for people who have who are going through bereavement and don't know how to express it and maybe don't even know what they're going through. Yes. Because with my mom, I didn't know what was like I thought I was I just feel horrific. I feel broken. Mm. And what working with people who have lost loved ones, that seems to be a common theme because death and bereavement isn't everyone's favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> like <No. laughs> yeah. there's no there's no manual, you know. There's you, no manual. And yeah. you talk about that. I mean, you've talked about how it's not a linear process. It's different for everybody. It's different for every beloved one that passes. I also am really grateful that I have, you know, meditation or spiritual practice because that that's very soothing and nurturing to be able to connect beyond the veil. Hmm. So when my stepfather passed, I, I'll never forget, I was walking down the stairs of my apartment and I heard in my mind's eye, like, so it's, Mind's eye, I think it was like part imagination, part intuition. And I heard my purpose of living this time around was work-related. And I stopped and I was like, oh, that's my stepfather. Just everything made sense. I was like, oh, well, that explains everything. And there's just a an understanding and a compassion and love. Like, oh, it is what it is and it's perfect as it is. And I just didn't think much about it. I was like, doo-doo-doo, moving along. Well, my mother passed, that veil burst open big. Hmm. Like, I look back and I'm like, you know, you could have done a little bit more gentle job there opening up those <laughs> those perceptions. <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> Just the whole floodgates opened up. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I thought I was going crazy. Oh. I was like, I, 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 my, I remember crying and rocking with two friends and I just like, I feel like my life is falling apart. I feel like my life is falling apart. And Mm. it kind of was on some level, but I didn't know there would be a rebuilding. And there was, and that was so great. So that connection with that, the veil being thin, I was like, okay, we can't deny this anymore because my mom's like a little Tinkerbell butterfly following me around. I just thought, what? This is crazy. But it felt so real. And you hear people talk about like, yeah, you know, I was 
driving and I saw this perfect like rainbow sunset thing. And I think that was my so-and-so. We all, we, we all know those stories. We all hear those stories. And those are true and real. Those moments can be a bigger part of our life rather than, oh, there's that thing that was sweet, rainbowy, my loved one who passed, and now I'm just going to get back to my life. No, they, you can hold both of those at the same time. But I can see how it gets real confusing if you try to hold those at the same time. Yeah. I, mean. I was like, I can't drive because mom's talking kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So That's so but, normal. That's so normal just, for, I think that's a great piece of advice when a person who has lost somebody to recognize that veil yeah. that you're not crazy. You wrote an article about that after losing your mom. Mm -hmm. Like you say, here is a big secret I want to tell you. The relationship with your loved ones doesn't end after they leave their body. The relationship keeps going and it is beautiful and painful and indescribable. The human personality traits and ego are gone and what's left is a pure soul and heart connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That article... That was in Rebel Society in 2014, I think. One of the fun things about writing and sharing it is the replies that I get to read from people. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like hundreds of people just being like, that was so helpful. I was having that same experience. I didn't know. With specifically my mother, it's like I was like, okay, I'm here. She's here. All the human traits are just these layers. And that just whoa, goes away. <laughs> So it's just this pure heart-to-heart connection. There's so much love. And in my case, there was so much pain and love. It was so confusing. It was just overwhelming. And I remember talking with a friend of mine, and I just said, I love her so much, it hurts. Oh, she goes, oh, I totally get that. She goes, that's how we feel about our children. And I don't have children. And I just fell over on the floor crying. I said, I can't have kids. I just <laughs> cry all the time. How much, how much love I love them. Oh, <laughs> She's man. like, she said, sometimes we do. I was like, I can't, I can't handle it. It's too much love, too much love. It's, just it's so too painful. painful. It's too painful. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. And in that article, uh, you have this beautiful, you talk about like the relationship with your mom and how yes. it was... It was um, frustrating is the word you used. Yeah, my mom just drove, drove me nuts. <laughs> and actually, here's the thing. She sometimes still does. Um, you know, and I think my, my biggest sadness was this idea that I thought, well, she wasn't that. I remember when I was little saying, when I grow up, I don't want to be like her. Hmm. Here's what I'm finding out as I get older. A lot of us said that. A lot of us have said that. And Oh my God, our poor mothers, they did the best they could with what they had. They didn't have the, they don't have the opportunities that we did. We do. Yeah. They had to be certain way to survive. Do you know what I mean? Yes. How strong they were because they did. They were like, I'm going to make it through whatever I've got to make it through so my kids can grow up. So they're like, they're like, I don't, I don't want to turn out like my mother. Yeah, we might not like what we see, but there's a reason and we're not in their shoes. They have paved, I mean, whatever they did paved the way for us to be able to be where we are. I mean, yes. my, look at my life. I'm like, I turned out pretty, pretty dang good with what I came from. So 
to not give them credit, well, I had to get them credit. This is where I came from. Yes. And in that article, you, you have this line, um, got emotional listening to you. (laughs) Um, but you have this line in the, it's so important in those last, in that last stage, whenever, when your loved one is declining as frustrating as it can feel to wish that they could make different choices so they could be healthier. Or, you know, why can't they make yeah. this choice? Like, I know they should make this choice. You eat just, your goji berries. Yes. Eat your goji <laughs> berries. <laughs> eat your cacao. I had, I had this friend. Oh, who was I talking to the other day? It's like, oh no, I was talking to you. It's like, it doesn't matter. It like, doesn't matter. Like, just let them have their cigarettes. Just let them drink their alcohols. Like they're on their way out. It but, doesn't, yeah. goji berries are not <laughs> helping them. Not going to change now. Not going to change now. <laughs> um, no. And you say, your teaching is find a way to open your heart to them. Like show, just show up for them and and just see them for where they are, accept them, love them, spend time with them, you know, express your frustration. Sure. But keep coming back. Find a way to open your heart. Just find a way. Yeah. There's, I luckily have a couple of those moments that I can look back on with my mother and go, Oh, I'm so glad that happened. Because I get to hold that now, you know. There were plenty of times when that didn't happen. But if we could just find a way just to feel a little opening, that's great. What I was trying to do when she was alive was like stuff down the fact that the woman drove me insane. (laughs) I'd be like, I accept you. And it's kind of like, what I really know. Grit your teeth. (laughs) Yeah. I have compassion now. And just inside I'm like. My stomach's going nuts. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I and mean, there were times when I yelled at her. There's times that I was heart to heart talk, uh, joke. We did a lot of joking in my family. And none of it, like, she's still the same person. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it didn't, I was like, she's, she's who she is. She has her own journey. That was the main thing. It was like, she has her own journey. So why don't I just shut up? I literally <laughs> like, just, just don't talk. I was like, don't talk. And I would just get some water and I'd just slide it over to her. Hey, mom, here's some water for you. And then like, if I needed to walk out, walk out of the room, Allison. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> let me rub your shoulders for a minute. Okay, now I'm going to walk out of the room. Like just, those are such <laughs> precious moments to have yeah. later. I want to go back to this thing that you talk about a lot. And I don't know if you said this in one of your posts, but this idea of the grief club, like the people. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, Welcome to the club you don't want to be in. Yes, but you're going <laughs> to be in it one day. So yeah, the for those of us who are not, I have had my share of grief, but yes. I still have my mother and my father and my sisters. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't experienced the big ones. Mm-hmm. And there's something so extraordinary about learning from you and people who are in the grief, the grief club, quote unquote, because you're, (laughs) you're teaching us who are on the outside, like, this is what it's like. And I, what I love about you is because you use your experience. You're like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm observing. I'm going to write it out. The thing I love that you have taught is for people who are grieving you're teaching those who are not grieving how yeah. to show up for those yeah. who are in the bereavement process. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's some really good medicine for our culture is, Hey, it's just too hard to figure out how to do laundry and 
get groceries. I remember after my mom passed, laundry and groceries would would like put me out for 48 hours. I was like, that was so hard. I just like, <laughs> like you physically feel like the weight is just you're like, why do I, why can't I get off the floor mm-hmm. or moments when it was like, why can't I calm down with my mother passing? My kind of go-to emotion was, ang- I was ang- anxious. I was ang- let the anxiety came in because my root of my family, like just got pulled out from underneath. And what's interesting about with the mom, the mom and grandmom thing are interesting because mom, she shared, we shared a body, we share a body with our moms. Yes. We share a body. What? That's crazy. She, she's like, okay, you can, I'm going to, you can come into my body and to, to get here. So the physicalness, the physical pain is real. Back to the grief, the grief group. I actually had a group for, three years, we got together once a month and we call it the good grief group, which I thought was really sweet. I actually found bereavement groups to be really helpful, especially in the beginning, because you're like, what's happening? And when, and I think, oh gosh, when I lost my mom, I just thought everyone's going to have to go through this. That's crazy that we don't, that's not part of our human manual of like, oh, this is what happens next. This is how you prepare. This is, yeah, we don't have that as part of our early education. Yeah. Yeah. Along with, you know, many other things. Many other things. <laughs> and what I found interesting with my brother passing, and this is the first sibling I've lost. Mm-hmm. And actually I thought, I have, there's five of us. I was like, oh my God, I have to go through this again with all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Siblings are your colleagues of life. You're with them most of your life. Like you're born together. You ideally go the same time. But with your parents, you only know them half of their life and they only get to know you half of yours. Mm, But siblings are like kind of a whole life. I'm not sure what the question was. (laughs) (laughs) You're great. You're great. Um, For those of us who are not in the grief club, your advice, what is your advice to those of us that are on the outside? (laughs) Wow. 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 Um, it's so hard to, I mean, it's hard to explain that like our brains don't function normally. We're not remembering like dates, times, people's names, places. I I even have in my head, I'm like, I know there's some people who reached out in text, but I don't remember who, and I'd love to write them back, but I don't, I can't remember. So one thing that's really helpful is to offer, not to offer, but to say, thinking of you, no, no need to write back. That was like, oh good. Cause I don't even have the energy to even type like heart, no energy for that. <laughs> I can't, it's but it's really sweet to pick up and read that or to hear a voicemail, hmm. but not have to uh, reply. I say that to people now. I'm like, Hey, just thinking of you and like, no need to reply. And I really do mean it because I know it can take a lot of energy. So that's a big one is like being there for them without expecting anything back as far as a thank you or a, a something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny because I always think, you know, the funeral homes will give you thank you cards as part of the package. Huh. And I was like, who, who has time? Who has the energy for that? <laughs> you know, and so I, I'm like, please, can we just drop that they, people have to send thank you cards for everything? Because how do you remember? That's definitely one. But I think the really big one is, I'm going to start with the negative. What a really big one to do is not say, call me if you need anything. Hmm. Whew. 
to know what you need in advance is not possible on, on a lot of levels. So for me, for a friend to say, hey, I'd like to bring you lunch this day or this day, which is better. That's it. And they're usually like, that day. Great. I'll contact you closer to date with dietary restrictions. And the day before, I'm planning, I'm planning on being your house at 11. I'm bringing a vegan gluten-free meal. Do you have any requests? So it's a, it's a yes, no, not a, well, not even a yes, no. It's I'm going to do this. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) And at the same time, like I have a friend that he, he didn't want any, he was like, I just want to be left alone. I was like, awesome. Can I leave food? I'm going to leave food at your door at nine o'clock tonight. I mean, who's going to say no to food (laughs) or flowers or whatever. I had time Friday morning to come and do your dishes. Let me know your address or any special requests. It's that kind of thing. Make it really, really easy for them. Now, if you, your group of friends, family, community doesn't have that information, it's not their fault. It's so not their fault. What happened with my brother, it was like this, the day after or the two days after in the morning, I was just, I'm so stressed out because I can't, I know what's coming for me. Mm. I was just nervous. I was like, I, I've been here. This is going to hit hard. The idea of food, laundry, like I was like, I can't do this again. I can't, I don't have the energy. So wrote out a text message I could copy and paste. It takes a lot of vulnerability and like, whoo, something like that makes you do this. Like, ah, am I really going to ask for this? Am I really going to send this out? So whenever someone did write and say, let me know how I can help, I just was like, mm-hmm. copy, paste, send. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> am I asking for too much? Am I being bossy? Am I being needy? All that came up. But you know what? Way better than trying to figure out how to what my next food was so I was going to eat. That kind of thing. That was so helpful. That was so helpful because most everyone was like, "Great, I'm in." You know, I had a friend that was like, "I'm in charge of your foods for the next week." Hmm. I was like, "Awesome." So then I got to do what's always been really called for me to do, which is meditate. That veil was super thin that first month and I just wanted to be I wanted to explore that. I wanted to be in there and I found it really healing. I got to write and then I get to share the writings and you've caught me on a really good day. The other thing <laughs> I would love to say is that, man, it's a friggin' roller coaster. I'm like, okay, I'm having, I'm having a good wave. I'm riding this wave. It's a good one. And then when I ride a, a sad wave, I'm like riding the sad wave, even to the point where I'm like, I'm under this horrific wave with a hurricane on top of it, with a tornado on top of that, and a landslide on top of that. And I'll text or call someone and say, I'm down. Just I just need someone to hold my hand while I, I stay down. And that takes vulnerability. It sucks ass. But it's in the end, it's freeing, it's connecting, and it's helpful. So I have felt so supported and loved these two months. Like I want everyone to have this experience when they've lost a loved one of being able to grieve however they do and be supported by loved one. I I really, that makes me tear up going. I really, I want everyone to have the support they need. And it, unfortunately, just the way we're set up is it, it has to 
we have to get vulnerable to say what we need, which is uh, so hard to do when you're such in shock. And we've talked about it's not linear. There's you, mm-hmm. you've ne- you have written about how you've negotiated the negotiation phase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's just gonna be one month. No, no. Okay, fine. I'll do two months. Okay, fine. I'll do nine. Okay, fine. I'll do the two. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll do the yeah. two years. It's like it's like, it's, oh. it's different for everyone. And yeah. and what I love is you had this post where it's like just just check in with them. Just mm-hmm. you know, like every six weeks, just send them a text like, hey. You know, after two years, send them a, hey, how are you? You know, thinking of you. And it's such a club that we don't want to be in that Mm -hmm. I get it. Oh, it's only been eight months since your mother passed. I am so sorry. I have, I've checked in once. So I I get it. It's, it's one of those things like, like child, like birth. You don't really know what it's like to have kids until you've had kids of your own. Let me think if there's one more thing I want to share that was real. That's been, oh, it's okay to be awkward. Like I have people call or text me. They're like, I don't know what to say. So I haven't said anything. I'm like, that's perfect. Hmm. What you just said is perfect. Like just the acknowledgement is, is like, is great. Now what you don't want to say is like, Oh, I heard, but I didn't think you guys were that close or, but you haven't seen them <laughs> Who in would so long. say that? <laughs> people. Do, oh, people do Gosh. some crazy shit. Uh. So just being like, I don't know what to say, but I just want to say hello. I love it. So my, to my awkward friends, so good to even just be like, I, I'm awkward. Hi. Great. Love that. Thank you. Thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other one would be, we want to talk about the ones that pass. You know, people are like, oh, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to make you sad. Oh, we're sad. <laughs> That's the normal. <laughs> we're sad. It's, it's right over the surface, oh. like continuously. So talk about them. Ask. We love talking about. We love telling the stories. Hmm. You can even ask, like, do you want to tell me about them and give them the choice? Most people say they they they, they would love to talk about them. So don't feel like that. I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to make you sad or sad. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Just sit with us. Let us be sad. There's nothing to fix. The stuff that comes up. This is something I would want to say for people who are going through bereavement or the, the like quote unquote issues that come up with family is really normal. All the family dynamics get brought up. <laughs> Super fun times. <laughs> and then the friendships that you have can, can really change. Oh, I thought that person would be there for me and they're not. That's, it's just, it's part of it. Or like, mm. wow, I didn't really know this person. And they are just really being a, a great friend, like new friends, that kind of mm. thing. So the stuff that gets brought up with family and memories and past pains and past hurts, and that's pretty normal. And then like the friendship pruning, you might say, is really normal. And it's and you don't want it to be part of it, but it's part of it. It's part of it. Um, I would love to end with this little bit, with this article that the relationship with your loved ones doesn't end after they pass. Now I, I call them my spiritual entourage. So I have a whole team of people on the other side who were like, go, Allison, go, Allison, do it. Yeah. Didn't know that was going <laughs> to. I love that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I have no idea why I'm not bawling my eyes out during this whole <laughs> interview. You're in the teaching mode right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah. they get to see you. You get to like, they see you. Hmm. 
and you get to see them and they are like, you do you. And I am going to support you. That I, that was a surprise. And it's a sweet little surprise. If I could leave with that, like, you get access to them anytime. And they're there. They're, they are there. To, they, I think a lot of people leave the planet to go, to go on to the other side to help. Mm-hmm. I really do think that, like, oh, good. Okay. Get your pom-poms. <laughs> get with mom and dad. I love that Uh, image so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I love that phrase so much that I bought the 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 domain, and I was like, spiritualentourage.com has not been taken. I'm buying that. (laughs) That's mine. (laughs) That's where all your family are hosted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Allison, this has been uh, such a pleasure. I know we could talk for hours about this, but thank you for yeah. sharing your wisdom. Thank you for being yeah, you thank and you. being on your journey. And thank you, loved your loved ones, for being a part yeah. of your life to get you Woo-hoo. here. Right? Woohoo! Thanks, uh, girl. Thank you so much. I look forward to connecting again in the future for sure. Thank you for listening. That is our story for today. If you'd like to learn more about Allison and her work and sign up for her newsletter, you can visit atmasofferings.com. Her business offers wellness events and yoga classes in and around Austin, as well as beautiful, ethically sourced jewelry, clothing, and their specialty, mala beads from around the world. Allison has also just written a book, The Magic of Malas, What They Are and How to Use Them, also available for purchase on her website. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a comment, liking, sharing, or subscribing to this podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Luminary. And until next time, good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the world you may be.